0: TED Audio Collective. This TED Talk features radiation scientist David Brenner, recorded live at TED 2017. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like electric vehicles, renewable energy, water sustainability, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing,
1: So, we're in a real live war at the moment, and it's a war that we're truly losing. It's it's a war on superbugs. So you might wonder, uh, if I'm going to talk about superbugs, why I'm showing you a a photograph of uh, some soccer fans, some Liverpool soccer fans, celebrating a famous victory in Istanbul a a decade ago. Well, in, in the back, in the red shirt, well, that's me. And next to me in the red hat, that's my friend Paul Rice. So a couple of years after this picture was taken, uh, Paul went into hospital for some minor surgery, and he developed a superbug-related infection, and he died. And you know, I was truly shocked. He was a healthy guy in the prime of life. So there and then, and actually with a lot of encouragement from a couple of TEDsters. Um, I declared my own personal war on on superbugs. So let's talk about superbugs for a moment. So the story actually starts uh, in the 1940s uh, with the widespread introduction of antibiotics. And since then, drug-resistant bacteria have continued to emerge, and so we've been forced to develop newer and newer drugs to fight these, these new bacteria. And this vicious cycle, actually, is the, uh, the origin of, uh, of, of superbugs, which are simply bacteria for which we don't have effective uh, drugs. And I'm sure you'll recognize uh, some of these uh, superbugs. These are the more common ones around today. Last year, around 700,000 people died from superbug-related diseases. But look into the future, If we carry on on the path we're going, which is basically a drugs-based approach to the problem, the best estimate by the middle of this century is that the worldwide death toll from superbugs will be 10 million. Uh, 10 million. Just to put that in context, that's actually more than the number of people that died of cancer worldwide last year. So it seems pretty clear that that we're not on a good road and the the drugs-based approach to this problem is not working. So uh, I'm a physicist, and so I wondered, could we take a physics-based approach, a different approach to this problem? And in that context, the first thing we we, we know uh, for sure is that we actually know how to kill every kind of uh, microbe, every kind of virus, every kind of bacteria and that's with ultraviolet light. And we've actually known this for more than 100 years. So I think you all know what ultraviolet light is. It's part of a spectrum that includes infrared, includes visible light, and the short wavelength part of this group is, uh, is ultraviolet light. And the key thing from our perspective here is that ultraviolet light kills bacteria by a completely different mechanism from the way that drugs kill bacteria. So um, ultraviolet light is just as capable of killing a drug-resistant bacteria as any other bacteria. And because ultraviolet light is so good at killing all bugs, uh, it's actually used a lot these days to sterilize rooms, sterilize uh, uh, working surfaces. And what you see here is a surgical theater being uh, sterilized with germicidal uh, ultraviolet light. But what you don't see in this picture, actually, is, uh, is any people. And there's a very good reason for that, in that ultraviolet light is actually a health hazard. So it, uh, it can damage cells in our skin, cause skin cancer. It can damage cells in our eye, cause eye diseases like, uh, like cataract. So you can't use conventional germicidal ultraviolet light when there are people around. And of course, actually, we want to sterilize mostly when there are people around. so the ideal ultraviolet light would actually be uh, able to kill all bacteria, including superbugs, but would be safe for human exposure. And actually, that's where my physics uh, background kicked into this story. So together with my physics colleagues, we realized there actually is a particular wavelength of ultraviolet light uh, that should kill all bacteria, but should be safe for human exposure and that wavelength is called far-UVC light. And it's just the short wavelength part of the ultraviolet spectrum. So let's see how that would work. So what you're seeing here is the surface of our skin, and I'm going to superimpose on that some bacteria in the air above the skin. So now we're going to see what happens when conventional germicidal ultraviolet light impinges on this. So what you see is, as we know, uh, germicidal light is, is really good at killing bacteria. But what you also see is, is that it penetrates into, into the upper layers of our skin, and it can damage those key cells in our skin, which ultimately, when damaged, can lead to skin cancer. So let's compare now with uh, far-UVC lights, Same situation, skin and some bacteria in the air above them. So what you're seeing now is that, again, far-UVC lights perfectly fine at killing bacteria, uh, but what far-UVC light can't do is penetrate into our skin. And there's a good, solid physics reason for that, that far-UVC light is incredibly strongly absorbed by all biological materials. So it simply can't go very far. Now, viruses and bacteria are really, really, really small, so the far-UVC light can certainly penetrate them and kill them, uh, but what it's what it can't do is penetrate into skin, and it can't even penetrate the dead cell layer right at the very surface of our skin. So far, UVC light should be able to, uh, to, to, uh, to kill bacteria, but kill them safely. So that's the theory. Uh, it should work, should be safe. Uh, what about in practice? Um, does it really work? Is, is it really safe? So that's actually what our lab has been working on the past five or six years, and I'm delighted to say the answer to both these questions is an emphatic yes. Yes, it does work, but yes, it is safe. So I'm, d- I'm delighted to say that, but actually I'm not very surprised to say that, because it's purely the laws of physics at work. So let's talk to the future. So, I mean, I'm thrilled that we now have a completely new weapon uh, and actually, I should say, an inexpensive weapon uh, in, in our fight against uh, superbugs. So, for example, I see far UVC lights in surgical theaters. I see far UVC lights in food preparation areas. And in terms of preventing the spread of viruses, I see far UVC lights in, in schools, uh, preventing the spread of uh, influenza, preventing the spread of measles. And I see far-UBC lights in, uh, in, in airports or airplanes, preventing the global spread of viruses like H1N1 virus. So back to my friend Paul Rice. So he was actually a well-known and well-loved uh, local politician in his and my hometown of Liverpool. And they put up a statue in his memory in, in, in the center of Liverpool, and there it is. Uh, but me... I want Paul's legacy to be a major advance in this war against superbugs. And armed with the power of light, that's actually within our grasp. Thank you. Stay stay up here, David. I've got a question for you. I've got a question for you. David, so tell us where... What, where are you up to in developing this? And what, what are the remaining obstacles to trying to roll out and realize this dream? Well, I think we now know that it kills all bacteria, but we, we sort of knew that before we started, but we certainly uh, tested that. So we have to do lots and lots of tests about safety. And so it's more about safety than it is about uh, efficacy. And we need to do short-term tests, and we do need to do long-term tests to make sure you can't develop melanoma many years on. So those, those studies are pretty well done at this point. Uh, the FDA, of course, is, is, uh, is uh, something we have to deal with, and rightly so, because we certainly can't use this in the real world without FDA approval. I mean, it, are you trying to launch this first in the U.S. or, or somewhere else? Uh, actually, in a couple of countries, in Japan uh, and in the U.S., uh, both and have, have you been able to persuade um, biologists, you know, doctors, that this is a safe approach? Well, as, as you can imagine, there is a certain skepticism because everybody knows that UV light is, is, uh, is not safe. So when somebody comes along and says, well, this particular UV light is safe, you, you, there, there is a barrier to be crossed. But uh, you know, the, the data are there, and I think that's, uh, that's what we're going to be standing on. Well... We wish you well. This is potentially such important work. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Thank you, David.
0: For more TED Talks, go to TED.com.